Hello, everybody, and welcome to No S Words. And more F Words. <laughs> um, <laughs> this we're learning. <laughs> I need to get better at like doing that in a really nonchalant way. Uh, I was, it was great. <laughs> it was great because it sounded kind of seductive, honestly. I was like, yes, fuck yeah, more F words. <laughs> more F words. Um, yes. Welcome. Um, I'm Brittany. That's Erica. This is the podcast that we came up with. Um, last week we didn't have a name, and now we do. It's actually really funny because we went back and forth on names for a long time, and we just like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay, sure. And then out of the blue, one day—not really out of the blue, because I don't think every anytime you ever text me, it's out of the blue. But you just said no s words and more f words. And, and I was just like, that's it. Holy shit. We were just waiting for that moment. Yep. <laughs> like, yes. So yes. in between, in between the first episode recording and now Erica sent a magical text and now we have a name. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, everything always comes full circle. Like you hear a bunch of things and, um, I'm sure we'll talk about the meaning behind, um, no S words. Um, but you know, short version is it's something that we share in our little tripod um group of friends this idea no s words like you come to this group like we don't say we're sorry we don't you know um we we don't feel shame we don't at all and and we point it out in in one another right once one person is feeling that way we're like hey hey no s words right and um i think that's what a lot of this podcast is about is us like having those kind of hard conversations and reflections and sometimes the other person or whatever pointing that out like hey <laughs> um anyway that's just like the magic of our dynamic so it just felt yeah. it was right <laughs> oh it was so right and i don't give a shit if nobody else likes it actually shit's a very acceptable s word and you will <laughs> hear it often so oh. Speaking of, I, um, you know, shout out and huge thank you to um, the people who have connected with us who have listened um, because, man, we've just like received a lot of um, just cool reflections and um, sparked a lot of really good conversations and things that um, otherwise wouldn't have happened, right? And it's just like, we love hearing, I loved really hearing how um, people were reflecting on it in their own way and not necessarily like, what did you think of it? But like, this made me think this and that yes. was really cool. That was so cool. And that's like, that's what we want, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. We are manifesting more voice memos, by the way. Like it, it's already started and all of a sudden I have so many voice memos in my life, but it's, it's, never, it's never <laughs> enough. Always more voice memos. So. Always, yes. Uh, yes. And so with that being said, the voice memo for this week. So we, this week, um, I pulled a, it's just so weird. It feels like it's from the archives. It wasn't that long ago, but it feels like it's, it's something I should say it's like from the archives of our friendship. <laughs> um, this voice memo that Erica had sent me in December. Um, it's, it's like, partially a, a response to something else I had sent her, but then she just went into um, this new path, which is what often Erica does. When she, when I say one thing or I ask for another, or like I, I say one thing and I'm asking for one thing and her response is like, cool, here's your answer, but also here's 1600 million other things to think about. And this is like one of those times when that happened. And this voice memo 
it was so great. And it was great then. And it's fucking great now. Like everything about it is so, I think both Eric and I will talk about like, it hit us really hard again today. Um, but it's, I just really wanted to, to talk about it and have a share it and have it be this one because Erica's way of talking about releasing ourselves from judgment and using other mechanisms to get to where we want to go and always approaching it from a place of love is just something that we could all use the reminder for. And so I really wanted to talk about this one. <laughs> God, hit me in the feels. Um, yeah. God, um, yeah, this, um, this voice memo came up, came, returned back into both of our lives at the perfect time. And, um, you know, what was going on for me, just like giving you guys some context before we jump into the voice memo, I had been doing a lot of life processing, um, in therapy and, um, I always, I always learn best in connecting with other people about how they're feeling and really like reflecting back with them. And, um, you know, at this point in the archives, <laughs> with our, <laughs> we were talking directly to one another, um, just about what was going on and responding to life stuff only. Right. And this was really when it shifted and we started talking more about what we were processing behind the scenes. And, um, you just brought this beautiful opportunity talking about where being very vulnerable yourself and talking about where you were with your emotions and connecting with this relationship that had dissolved. And it was the perfect opportunity for me to apply what I had learned and these lessons that I had learned in therapy and like through my own emotional waves. And I was like, oh my God, here's my friend with this, like, this is literally how I can apply this lesson. Right. And, and share that with you and see what you think. And we can have a conversation about it. And it was just so cool how that, that conversation evolved and, and then how it evolved a second time here in (laughs) this podcast recording. So it's just so cool. And, um, I think you guys will really get a lot from it. I just, um, it's just so neat how one lesson that you feel like you learned can be applied five or six different ways at different times in your life and how it can mean something completely different to you then too. Yes. Uh, Fuck. I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Sorry. That was aggressive. I mean, I'm not sorry. That was aggressive. No. No. All right. Y'all here we go. talking about like how you should be feeling that's how it felt to me you're like almost resisting how you were feeling and like judging it and going oh that's not right like I should be crying or why can't I let myself cry so friend like I know that you said that you're working on the expectations thing but even now I still hear that you're judging or expecting your reaction or expecting your process to feel like something or be like something and not just observe it, right? Just observe it and say, okay, like this is where I'm at right now. And, and just be in a place of checking in, just making sure that you have that consciousness and that intention with checking in with yourself and making sure that you're not actively pushing against 
resistance, right? I don't know. That's just something to think about. Um, that's the next thing I was just thinking about was like your like setting intentions for the next few years and the desires, like kind of exactly what I was talking about before. Like, I just think this is so incredible and fuck. Yes. I'm so excited that you are getting like really getting this pull and this like nudge to, to therapy. And I just like, I mean, when I was in that space, honestly, here's what happened, Brittany. When I decided that I wanted to go to therapy, what was actually happening was that I knew that there was something else to my healing that needed to happen. And there was a reason why I was holding myself back. And it wasn't just that I had something wrong with my body, that rash that I had going on and like, you know, this candida overgrowth. Like it wasn't just that kind of healing that I needed to do. I knew that there was something deeper and I mean, you know, like Scorpio moon shit, <laughs> like feeling like I had to dive into the shadow. And I saw a lot of different types of programs that were like inner child work and all this stuff that was really related to Emily. Like it's actually like one of the women that she works with one-on-one -on -one literally has like a self-paced program for you to do it. And it would have been way cheaper than therapy, but I was literally thinking about this and I was like, I, I was talking to Erica G about it and I was like, I, I just like, I'm struggling so much with what, because I, I've done so much of my own work. Like I'm so good at making connections and understanding myself and, 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 and doing that self-work, like, yes, I'm good at it. And so are you, Brittany. But what that means is we're really good at internalizing things and not actually unearthing them. It's not enough to just understand and make the connections. Like we at some point need another human to hold space for us. And that's when I finally realized that in order for me, like I've dug up all this stuff and it's still just sitting here. Like that's every energetic reading I've ever had, Brittany, I swear to fuck. Like every single one has been like, there, like I almost see like a shovel. Like there's so much digging, like you've done so much digging and it's just sitting here. Like I needed something else to get it out of me. Right. Like I knew that I needed somebody else to hold space. And when I was saying that, and I was sharing that with Erica, I was like, well, I think the self-paced program could really help. What if I can't find the right therapist? Like, what if that takes a lot of effort? And she was like, I think you already know what the answer is. And then my therapist fucking showed up on, on my Instagram. Like, I, he literally started following me because he's into holistic stuff. So I started following him and saw all of his things. And it was just like the universe was like, here it is. And it's crazy because even in my own life, like, I had been to therapy a few times, but I hadn't taken it like this. And I just... Like, this is allowing me to no longer internalize things, but actually process them. And that is exactly what that EMDR stuff is about. It's, and it works because, yes, you're processing it, but it works because you're, what you're doing in EMDR sessions, Brittany, is you're literally working through conditioning. You are literally deconditioning the things that hold you back in your life. And you're connecting these like these beliefs these feelings that you have in your body you are connecting them with with a you know a memory an experience something that you're holding in your body that you need to release and that's why emdr is just so powerful um it's been so fucking powerful for me we here we're here you're doing it uh, oh my god yes oh boy what what a feeling <laughs> erica and i are just 
I don't know. Everything is so cyclical right now in such a good way. And these little reminders from these voice memos that feel like they feel like millions of years ago that that voice memo got sent to me. Yet, I, oh my God. <laughs> I, um, I, so when I was listening to it, um, spoiler alert, Brittany and I just re-listened to it together, but um, I listened to it earlier today and my first thought was, when the hell did I record this? Like, <laughs> this feels like it was a year ago. And I, I'm hearing these things and it's so crazy because a lot of the, I don't know, like at that time, those were like growth lessons that I had really, um, I had really kind of observed in like whatever I was going through or whatever I was working through at the time. And, and I was like, just sharing that out loud with you. That's just what we did in those voice memos. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm listening to it and I was like, shit, I needed to be reminded of all of these things exactly right now today in this moment and I've needed to be reminded of it for like a week or two yeah yes and (laughs) it's like I was also thinking about how weird it is too because this is back in the day when we really just only ever did send voice memos to each other like I'm not sure we were not to the same extent that we are now like in the space of let me record a voice memo to myself as if I'm talking to a friend and go from there. Like these were, no, like this voice memo was intentionally said out loud in a response to things that were like that I had said to her. And so it feels like, like, I know that like that's the spirit of like our voice memos. Right. And it listening to that one is just so like, I feel like we're letting anyone who's listening into something really intimate. Yeah. Like, and it's not a bad thing, but it's just, this is, this is the shit that Eric and I talk about <laughs> all the time. I, we like are so anti-small talk people that it's sometimes when I like take a step back and think about it, I'm just like, hmm, wow, yeah. there are some things and we are just not afraid to, to talk about them and to share them. And now we're sharing them with other people. And I just, we... My mind is a little blown is all I'm saying. So no, you're totally right. And that's, I, I just, I knew that you were my person kind of like early on when you weren't afraid to like have those hard conversations or you just like, even though they scared you and like, you could tell you'd, you'd be like a little, and me too. Right. Like, it's still like, uh, it's, it feels intense, but you're like, I still want to dip my toes in that water. You know, like, like, and, and you're so right that I, I just like, I crave those like real conversations and it gets to a point too, where, um, like, yes, it's like, it's amazing because you have, you, you create such connections with people and can have such uh, learn, learn amazing lessons. That's like, right. That's exactly what was happening there is like that kind of depth created lessons for us to share with each other. Right. And that's amazing, but there's also a flip side to that coin where a lot of everyday life are not those conversations. <laughs> and when you're engaging in those shallow, shallower waters or just like not, I don't even want to say shallow, I guess like, just like lower vibration, <laughs> like yeah. lower, but you know, the, the, the chit chat, the, the stuff that's just like an exchange, but it's not really a deep exchange. Like, uh, 
it's just really hard for me. That that's really hard for me. And I, I don't mask that well, I feel so, but it's just so awesome to like, of course, have a friend that's like, that's the space that you can go to and know that you're safe to have those conversations whenever. I feel like there is a lot of relationships where that does happen, but it it's not that way all the time, right? Yeah. Like you can't go no. there any, any time to have that kind of depth. And our, our message thread, no matter where that's been, has <laughs> always been that safe space. for. Oh, people. yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just... To, to give a little context too. So that voice memo came at the beginning of December, 2020. So no, not a year ago. In fact, very, very recently that voice memo came. And um, it was at a time that I, I think I had said to you that I'm like ready to hibernate. Like I needed to, like something was off. I wasn't figuring it out. And I just like needed some more space. And then that started our whole conversation that we've been having for a long time now. Well, maybe not even a long time, but it feels like a long time where you're talking to me about my, my expectation setting. And it's just knowing where I was when you sent me that voice memo and feeling like something's got to give because this, this ain't it. And a month or two months later, this is where I'm at. It's like a, I think I'm struggling to even articulate what it, what it means to me right now to be listening to that and be like, that was only two months ago. Like we were, uh, I don't know. Okay. Let's just, let's just, I will find words. Let's just like start talking about it because um, the first thing that I mean, we trimmed down the voice memo a little bit, but the first thing that you were talking about is this expectation of how you're supposed to be feeling when you're going through the process, right? Yes. And this is something that we've been talking about so much too, is just the, the process is what the process is. Like that is not any place for judgment or uh, feeling certain things. Like that is, that is the factual piece of what we're going through the process, right? Like it's just what's happening. And you said to be observing it and not, uh, not doing anything else, but observing it. And that's a message that's been like walloping me lately to observe it and not don't pass judgment. Don't take on those extra feelings. Just notice what you're going through. Yeah. And even starting right there, like that little lesson, it's not a little lesson. It's a very big lesson. And it's also really hard to take your own advice sometimes too. So I know that it's a lot easier said than done, but that concept of just let's, let's all be a little less judgmental about what it looks like. It looks different for Erica. It looks different for Brittany. It looks different for whoever's listening to this it's going to look different for everyone. And this expectations we have of what we've seen and what we talked about last week too, like how I tend to mimic other things that I see, like, this is not the place to do that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your the uniqueness of your own process is really, yes. it is what it is. <laughs> yes. Um, that's, it's such a good reminder because, um, and it's something that 
like how perfect to come back to this right now too, because it's something that we constantly, I feel like have to come back to this process of remembering this. And because I, you're right, it, it totally comes in cycles. And that idea that whatever is happening, um, whatever is happening in our life at that time, right? And two months ago, whatever was happening at that time, it just is. And our reaction to it, our, our feelings on it are projected onto that thing, right? We are the ones who make us feel that. And, I, and it's really like our feelings are, they're a reaction, right? But we get to choose what that reaction is. We get to choose and we feel like, we often feel like we're victim to that, right? Like this thing happened to me and it made me feel this way. But like, we forget that we have power over like choosing our reaction to things. And like, this is something that I've been like reconnecting with so much recently is that idea that like, when you feel a certain way, right? Like when you feel triggered or you feel that negative thing, or I feel like I'm in this low wave or helpless or powerless or out of control or <laughs> insert negative. Yeah. I don't want to be experiencing here when I'm feeling that way. It's like, instead of getting caught in it, what if I observed it and got curious and went, huh, why do I feel that way? What, mm -hmm. you know, what, that, that's interesting. It's interesting that I feel that way because what I'm doing there, when I go, when I observe it, right. When I'm like, huh, like, it's interesting. I feel that way. I wonder why that is. I'm separating myself from the emotion right? Mm -hmm. I'm no longer identifying with, I am helpless. I, I'm out of control. It's like, why do I feel out of control? What, what is that? You know? And like, because you separate yourself from it and you give yourself distance, you're like, that's not who I am, mm -hmm. but I can figure out why I feel that way. Right. And like, and that's like that curiosity is when you get to lean into it and that's where the real work is. Right. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's, this is now hitting me in a completely different way because something you said last week that I don't know if you, I mean, maybe you said it to me before, but like we talk about all the time, you take what lands right now and maybe you'll come back to the other stuff later. You said, and I think you said it was because I'm a generator that what I do is I respond. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I go through life. And I think that's why some of these things are a lot harder for, for me to just observe because I do react and I do respond. And sometimes in good ways, sometimes in bad ways, sometimes it's, I don't know, whatever, but separating myself from that is a lot harder for me. And I'm realizing that now, but I also like, because the way that you just said, like, I need to be reminded of this curiosity, right? Because truly when my brain and myself is balanced, curiosity is a, a primary driver of why I do things and just wanting to understand. And, but I've never quite figured out how to move that curiosity to my, myself, right. And just be more curious about why I do or why I act and not that I am. Mm. Mm. So now I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> That is a whole different thing that I've never even sat down and thought about, like well, how to yeah. actually just move that curiosity. Totally. I think like as human beings, we want to understand the why behind it. Like, well, why do I feel that way? Or why am I reacting in that way? Right. Is there what innately about my 
energy or my personality or my makeup is making me this way <laughs> or making me the way that I am, right? But um, like the way that we experience things, like we forget, it's like we, that's a choice. Like you, and it doesn't, yes, your makeup will make you more susceptible to certain things, right? To feel, you know, yeah. and that's like, but that's, much like your DNA, if we're talking about your genes, right? Like, yes, this is your blueprint, but how you decide to play those cards, like is really what happens, right? It's not just about, it's not just about what cards you were dealt at the beginning. This is your energetic makeup. So I need to know exactly what that is. It's like, how are you playing your cards? Right? Like, how are you playing the game? And that's like, um, that's something that I, I think about when it comes to nutrition and my life, but like, do I think about that when it comes to my emotions and you know, what I'm processing mentally? No, I, yeah. <laughs> not when I'm in the grip of it. Right. Dude. Holy shit. That is such a good realization too, because Erica, I mean, I, I know Erica very personally and I know how she feels about genes and exactly what she's talking about and how she applies them to her life. When it comes to things like nutrition, I think it's, maybe more tangible in that realm to, to understand literal gene expression, right? But thinking about energetic gene expression, never thought about it like that. Like, wow, like, <laughs> wow, like what a completely cool, and I think, and actually, I wonder if, I feel like maybe I have done this before because I always try to, or I always am thinking about which part of my my blueprint is coming out because it's not just like you and I don't just pick one thing. We're not just astrology people. And here we go. And that's, this explains this, this explains this, this explains this. We're not just Enneagram people where it's okay. This is my type. This is my type. This is what I, how I react. And we're not just human design people, you being much more in tune with your human design and you still have a lot to teach me there, but, but it's just, calling upon these different parts of us that explain us in different ways. I think that's step number one and kind of realizing, okay, we like, this is the deck of cards. This yeah. is, this is the whole thing, but you don't play all 52 cards at once. Right. Ah, <laughs> that's such a good analogy. Um, wow. Yeah, no, that's a lot to think about. Like this idea that, um, like you were just mentioning so many different tools and like research, like self-development tools or self, self-awareness tools, right. Um, different mm-hmm. resources and all of that, that, that they are different cards that you can play. But, um, the way that you're describing it too, reminds me so much of like a, a holistic approach, right. It's this uh. holistic approach to, to the mind, to your spirit, to your energy is like to use all of these different tools and see that they all work together as, as your system right? Mm -hmm. And when we take a holistic or a functional approach to balancing the body, like, you know, we're talking about nutrition and everything else. Like we don't just look at one signal that the body is sending us and go, well, we need to, we need to address this signal. We go, well, why is the body sending the signal in the first place? Like where, where is the disconnect in the system? And like, and what parts of the system are affected because it's not just going to affect one thing. The body is a a system of systems, right? Like, um, but when we, when we think about ourselves, like it takes so much work to get to that place, right? Like alone, it takes a lot of work to get to that place 
when, when you're thinking about your health and you're thinking about your food and how you live your life, it does, it takes so much work, like 10, 10 or 15 years of my life. It is taking me to get <laughs> yeah. And then you add on this other element of like your spiritual energy or like who you are, your soul, like as a person. And like, you take on those other cards of your deck, right? Like, and add in those other tools and still look at it as a system like, again, like, okay, this one piece is missing, but like, let's look at it holistically. Let's look at it right from a perspective and not just focus on one thing. And that's like this expectation of how I should feel in this. Like, let's look at the system though. Right. Like, why are you having on one piece, one signal? What about the whole system? Right. That's so fucking good. And I'm also just I don't know if you noticed my body language just changed because I was just like mind blown mind blown I just like went into a tunnel because okay side note Erica's analogies are my favorite things in the world they make everything so much easier to understand and the fact that right now she's just put it into a card metaphor I'm just like I don't know maybe I'm I have like the mental fortitude of like a fourth grader and like that's the kind of analogy that I need right now but I'm like yes (laughs) <laughs> I was thinking this other thing that we were talking about is this is like a, I don't know I don't want to get too far out of it but part of my process right now when I feel that judgment coming on is to double down mm. because and that's actually probably the way of testing myself like I'm self-imposing my own test of if this is the right path for me and I double down good things happen and if a bad thing were to happen change course right and so you're talking about these decks and you're talking about like with nutrition and, and when I think when you and I also like came into it, we had a, kind of a narrow perspective about what it was. And then we added on this other layer. And then now I'm thinking about, so Erica is also my personal trainer. <laughs> Erica is everything to me. Um, but she understands that part, like that holistically as well. And the fact that like, she's building me a workout regimen around my cycle, which I'm just hello, what? Like, that is so crazy. And then this is just another thing. And it was reminding me of how earlier this month, I was doubting the process or doubting where I was in the process. And I physically picked up a second deck of tarot cards because that's what I do every morning is I read, right? Or I read, read my card, whatever. Well, I pull my cards and I was only using one deck and I wasn't feeling connected. And then I added in a second deck and boom, like that, it was like, I was so much more connected. And now I'm just like, okay, like, this is it. Like, it's time to put the energetic deck into my process. (laughs) And now I have multiple decks. Oh my God. And that's when things are going to start. Like, I don't know. That's That's, just, that's crazy. I feel like, um, I think it's so special that you can take parts of conversation and like experiences that you have and connect them to those things that you've physically been doing in your life and go like this conversation about a deck of cards. And here I am like adding this other layer. And that's like, a, that's a signal to you, right? That's like an inner, like, Hey, you're just like an inner affirmation, right? Like kind of a self-affirmation. And for me, I feel like I have, I, I have my best kind of aha moments and affirmations in conversation. So like our voice memos and talking through these things and reflecting on them together, like even in this outlet and in this space is so powerful for me because I don't have those aha moments by myself. I have them when I'm in connection with other people and, yes. and we're sharing this energy back and forth. 
So like you saying, oh, this, I had this affirmation, this like of this physical thing that happened in my life. Like, I don't always have the ease of making those connections, like, like the physical signals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Always comes in these like conversations that I have and I make the connections like from other things in my life too. And that's, it's just like so special and so cool. Like how everybody has their own unique way of. Yes. Right. Of like, just. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Oh my God, this is so good. And now, okay. So there's kind of, well, there's actually multiple points to the voice memo, but you guys kind of heard points like two and three in the middle there. And so now it's interesting too, because let's talk about the second half of the voice memo, which is about intention setting. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's great to talk about it now because it was just like, we were just talking about our process, but now let's even back it up a further step in like this intention of, like if we take the time to set those intentions, how that, and it'll end up affecting the process, obviously, right? And so this, the second half of this voice memo is just, uh, it's, I mean, it's really personal. Like it is, there's just like a lot of things being said. And so I kind of want to back up even more. And I want you to just like talk about the whole start of everything in just kind of catch everyone up to speed about your intention setting mm-hmm. and where therapy came in and the manifestation piece, because it was all just like lining up. It's crazy. <laughs> like listening to it now, I was like, holy shit. I, that's exactly what I did was I set an intention. I charged it with really good energy. I was like, and then, and then it freaking manifested like, and it came quickly and I didn't, but this is before I like, like I am now learn. I'm like, let me learn about manifestation. I was like, I was already fucking doing it. I didn't even really, <laughs> but really like, so at that time in my life, I was, I feel like I was working through all of the doing, like I was, I was physically not feeling well. Like I was, I was ill. I was like coming at it from diet supplements. Like I do, do, do action. Like I need to take care of it this way my energy was not feeling good. Like all, and I was like, it's gotta be this fungal overgrowth. It's gotta be this, you know, this, maybe I have SIBO. Like it's, it's gotta be this other thing. And once I fix that, my brain fog will go away. Like I, I won't be emotional and all over the place. I won't be having these issues, right? Like once that's fixed, I, then I, then things will be okay. And, and I started to think like, I, I don't know what shifted in me. I actually, I listened to some podcasts or something and something set me on the path of there's more to this and it's, and it's, and there's going to be some emotional stuff that, and I was just like, maybe it's this emotional stuff that's holding me back from, from moving forward. Right. And it was deciding what path I was going to go on. And I know I, I was sharing like what that looked like for me. Um, and in process, I was like sharing that with other people. Like, I don't know what's best. Should I go to therapy? Should I do a self-paced program? Cause I'm really, really good at doing, doing my own work and like doing self-paced self-discovery shit. <laughs> like I just, I don't know, it's like fun for me. So I was like, Oh, but I was just tired of doing that. I was like, I think I need a person. And because this way I've been doing it is obviously not working. I need something different. And, and I finally came at it from a place of, instead of being afraid like before I was like, I have to fix myself because I'm a practitioner. I can't be sick. Like, 
I'm, you know, I can't, I can't be feeling like I can't help other people or grow my practice or, or show up in my business because I can't even show up for myself because I feel sick, right? Like I need to fix myself. I was coming from that energy. And as soon as I decided I wanted to shift that and I was like, instead, I want to show up for myself because I don't want to feel this way anymore. I deserve to feel like my best self. And I, I love myself and I want to be healed. Like I, um, I deserve that. Like I deserve to feel good and feel free in my body and not be afraid of what food I'm eating. I was so afraid of the food I was eating because I'm like, is this making me sick? Is this making right? And then it put me in this scarcity place. So finally shifting that I was like, I was coming from a place of love, even though I was still scared. And I was like, I want to love food again. I, I want to not be afraid to grow my business. I want to be not afraid to show up to help people because I can help myself and I can help other people too. And I'm a process and so are they. And I was just tired of feeling like I wasn't enough. And as soon as I shifted that intention and I was like, I think I need a person. And I think this is why, because I can't do this on my own. Like I've been internalizing for a long time. Listen to me. Do you hear me? Like I process, <laughs> like I'm really good at internalizing how I feel. But putting, processing it together and going, oh, that's how I feel isn't enough. Like, it's not enough to, to figure it out and look at it and find the answer and go, oh, that's how I feel. That's interesting. Cool. You have to do something with it in order to move through it and let it go, right? To, to really release yes. it. And I wasn't doing that. I was just internalizing and going, oh, that's cool. Packing it down. Oh, interesting that packing it down, like, and then just, or I don't want to deal with that. So I'm pushing it down. Right. And as soon as I shifted that energy of where I was coming at it from, I am not kidding you. It was like less than 48 hours. I got a notification that there was a counselor following me on Instagram. And I was like, that's interesting. And I clicked on it and I was like, I need to call this, this, this group. And I need to in, I need to learn more about it. And I was in therapy the next week. Fuck. And it's changed my life Ugh. and it changed my life. So, yes. Yeah. but like, so many things. but that's like the, for me, it was, I was, I was in a dark place and I was, I was asking for it the whole time, but I wasn't asking the right question and it wasn't coming from the right intention. The second that I got very specific about it. And I was like, I think I do need a person. It wasn't even like, I need a therapist and they need to be certified in EMDR. I didn't fucking know. Like, I didn't know about EMDR. I had no idea. I had no idea that's what I was looking for. But I was like, I need a person. And I just, I probably like, we need to vibe, right? Like it needs to be the right fit. And, and here's my new intention. And there it was like, oh. Whoa. So this is just like, it just went so many different ways too, because, and now I, I want to circle back now because we, we were just talking about not judging your process, right? Mm. Like 10 minutes ago, maybe, I don't know, no concept of time anymore. <laughs> it's all whatever, but not judging the process and letting the process happen. Mm. But, and maybe you can put some words to this. Cause it's just, I'm like truly curious. You we're noticing your process of how you were dealing with things. Mm. And then you, then you did not, maybe not judge it, but you did react to it and say, I need to change something. Mm. 
So what's the difference? Like what, you know, how do you know you're not judging yourself about the process versus I know this is not serving me. I need to change something. That's such a good question. And that's, I don't, I don't think to, okay, you guys, this is like, this is why I'm obsessed with Brittany is because I, I can be curious like that and, and kind of put those, make some connections, but I, I don't know what, what the hard questions are that I need to ask to get to those other places. I need to get that from either other people or like investigate and research and read about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that just came uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> you're freaking brilliant. Um, so for me, I think the difference between like knowing if it's coming from a place of judgment, right. Or if it's like, I'm just observing it and it's something I want to shift. Um, for me, it's like, why do I want to shift it? What is the reason behind it? And when I think about that, it's like, whenever I feel something, the awareness of it alone is like, you know, again, you're separating yourself from the feeling. I'm not my feeling. So I'm not judging myself for it. So you're immediately not making yourself wrong in that moment. You're like, I'm removing the judgment from it. Cause I'm going, huh, that's interesting. And you can really decide, like, is this something I want to change or no? Well, why do you want to change it? Is it because you're afraid? Is it because it's out of desperation? Is it because of fear or lack or guilt or shame? Is that why you want to change it? Or do you want to change it because you love yourself? Do you want to change it because you want to feel joy and happiness and like anything charged with like really good energy, right? Like, so for me, it's like, the observation is step one. Step two is the choice. Do you want to change it? And step three is why, from what energy do you want to change it? Because if it's like a, a, I'm afraid, or I want to change it because like, I hate myself and I don't like feeling this way. I don't think that's a good energy to come at from any change. It's just not even if it's set up and it's, even if it's, even if the result is good, let's talk about weight loss because this, this is my story. Like when it came to weight loss for me, like there was a toxic part of that journey for sure. It was very toxic because, and, and the majority I held on still to, to a lot of like the last like 40 pounds, I juggled back and forth so much because I was still coming at it from a place of like, I hate how I look, what the heck, like get off my body. I am doing all of these things. Right. And even though I wanted it for healthy reasons, I thought what energy was I coming at it from? Right. And the second that it wasn't about that anymore, and it was about how can I make my body feel? That's interesting that I'm learning more about my body and I'm curious about the things that make it feel good versus not good. And I want to try to choose things that make, right? Like when I come Mm -hmm. at different energy, even though I might be doing the same things, the result is different. And to me, that's like how I that's, that's how I, I'm like, I, it, it is, oh, that's why it's okay to like, to love yourself, but still be in a constant state of like, I want more, or I want to change yeah. you can have both. Like that's right. Like that's, that's where that comes about for me. If, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, honestly, it's just <laughs> the way that, because when you, the way that you're now talking about so much of what we said, and you, you're putting it back in the world of nutrition, which I don't know how anyone listening to the podcast doesn't know Erica and I's background, but just in case you don't, we are both holistic nutritionists. And so we, we did like that. That's our bread and butter. We except not. 
gluten-free <laughs> grass-fed butter, but whatever. Um, but that's just like what, what we know, right? And so sometimes, and this is again, why I love your analogies, because sometimes you might say something and you're like, oh, well, you might hate something about yourself and want to change it. And I was like, yeah, like I did. And I was like, thinking back, I was like, when I was like, I need to go to therapy, it's because I hated my anxiety and I hate that I keep getting triggered. I hate it. I hate it. hate it. But then you put it in the context of weight loss where it was like, when you were hating yourself, it was so much harder versus I'm now becoming more aware. And I see the good that happens when I care for myself. Yeah. And I'm realizing that I never put it in those terms. Like, I think it was because of I hated this. I hated this. I hated this. I hated this, but it was because I know what it feels like to not feel like that. Yeah. And that's what I cared more about. I care more about like, I know there's so much good in me and I know that I'm not showing up in the way that I know that I can right now. And that's, what's annoying me and not necessarily in in a hatred way, but like, it's just like, that was really what it was. It wasn't, Oh my God, I hate that. I'm triggered by everything. It was just, I know that I deserve to be the best version of myself. And I'm not doing that right now. Mm. Wow. Oh, ah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. There's, there's God, I just like, what a realization to have. And like, what a, that's such a heavy, heavy thing to carry and to realize. And it's something that I feel like our mind and our heart keeps us from because there is nothing, there is nothing that hurts more than being the one who disappoints yourself the most. There's nothing worse than that. And uh, so to like have that realization and to say like, wow, that I, I was, I was the one, right. That like, I'm, I'm the one that that's hurting myself the most right now. Um, to really own that. And, um, especially in, in something that you want so badly, you're like, I wanted this so badly, but I'm, I'm the one, I'm the one that's, that's hurting myself and holding me back from this. Like that's, and that's this idea that like, kind of bringing that full circle back to the kind of the last point of the voice memo, this idea of stagnant energy. And like, this is why it's so important to me. And I know like it was so important to us, to to Brittany and to myself to be sharing these kinds of voice memos in a more open space for anybody who is looking to connect with things in this way, because being, having this self-awareness and internalizing things is a beautiful gift. And it takes a lot of work to get there, but it is still only part of the work to be aware and, and like, because as soon as you start internalizing that, that energy becomes stagnant and it becomes heavy and you want to, it's too much for any one person to carry. And what happens from there is you start unloading it in not the right places, right? In, in when your stress cup is so full and you can't take care of it anymore, it starts spewing out in in other relationships and other places of your life. And it is our responsibility to do this work. I, I truly believe that 100%. It's our responsibility to process these things so that we don't, we don't gift them away to other people, right? Like we don't, we don't, we don't continue like, and this is this idea of like the cycle ends with me, like 
and that's, yeah. that's another that's another thing but I'm saying like oh god there's so many other voice memos that we have yeah. to get to there's so many other things right right no that's that's but like when we think about this idea of stagnant energy like this is why it's so important to have open spaces to share this and recycle this energy so people can move it and that's like for me therapy was was that place that started it for me that I was like I've unearthed all this stuff but it's still just sitting here like now I need to move it right it's not enough to have this awareness I have to move it and in order to do that I believe everybody has their different medium but I I think there's so much value and so much energy in connection with other humans and like maybe that's in a group space for some people Maybe that's, you know, like in, in some sort of a, a, like, I don't know what that looks like. Maybe it's a private program. Maybe it's group therapy. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's through voice memos. Maybe it's listen, right? Like yeah. uh, maybe it's a women's group. I, I don't know, but like, maybe it's one-on-one therapy. I hope it's EMDR. It's changed my life y'all. <laughs> like, but, um, but whatever that medium is, we just, we have to take our awareness and the stuff that we've been digging on our own and come to the table and be willing to do some of that work because unearthing it isn't enough. We have to move it to. So. Oh my God. Yes. And that's so, this is why, this is what I keep coming back to whenever Eric and I have our doubts of thinking that we like don't have a leg to stand on sometimes when we talk about this, which is completely unprecedented but it's I think it's just human nature you know we her and I wanting to know everything and knowing that it's physically impossible to ever know everything but I think the two of us as practitioners and knowing that we we do work in the healing arts like that is something that we do and that's why sometimes it's twice as scary to admit that we need the help too like we're not perfect and we want to show up the best version of ourselves but Erica it's, it's been such a waterfall because Erica discovered that for herself. And that's not the first time that she had said the, the word or the acronym EMDR to me in that voice memo. And it certainly was not the last. And I am someone who, like Erica was saying, you know, it's going to look different for everyone. I, therapy was never on the radar. I was like, that's not my way to get things out. That's not what's going to happen. Right. But when you said EMDR and I was like, that sounds different than regular therapy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounds cognitive. It sounds brainy, which is all what I'm about. And I was like, that's, that's whatever. I'm going to just give it a go. And as soon as I said, I think that's something that I should do. I also had a therapist nearly fall into my lap. Like I don't know if this is the case wherever anyone, whoever's looking in this, listening to this, whatever city you're in, I don't know how many people are, are, are certified in EMDR. And I don't, I don't know that, but when I first started looking for Portland, there was a website of EMDR practitioners. And I remember pulling it up and being like, how would I even choose? There's 800 of you. And I did reach out to one person. Cause I was like, I think that might be it, but he had never responded. And so like a week later, when I went to go back and check, I found his full website and it was such a blessing in disguise. Cause I was like, Ooh, I don't think that the, he was going to be it. So that's good. It's great that he didn't answer. But then I went to psychology today, which is a way to look up um, people. And I had twice as many results mm-hmm. of people who are in Portland who were certified with EMDR. 
And I picked the person at the top of the list at the time. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. And it was perfect. I've been seeing them ever since. Like there's nothing, I, I don't know. And so that little bit of Erica's willingness to be vulnerable helped me. And I swear to fuck <laughs> if us being vulnerable together leads even one person to find whatever it is. And like, we both are obsessed with EMDR. So we, like, like Erica said, I would love if it was that, if everyone could do that. But if it's not that, if there's anything that comes out of this, it's just, I really hope that someone yeah. can sit down and think yeah. to themselves, it's okay if I'm not in the right spot. How do I heal myself with love? And what does that look like? God, you're such a beautiful human. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, that's honestly like in speaking and like, just in speaking to the energy that I know that we are both coming at this podcast with zero expectations, no S words, right? Simply, simply let's, let's share these things out loud in a way that like, I hope that it reaches just one, one human who was maybe where I was or whatever that like, there were so many times that there was somebody sharing something that I needed to hear at that time that led me on my own path to whatever it looked like for me. And it never looked like what the podcaster exactly was talking about or, or what this person said in this book or on Instagram one time, but like all of these pieces led me to putting together my own puzzle. Right. And like going back to the cards, like I was building my own deck of cards, right? Like here's my, here's this card, here's this card. And I, if, if we can do that here, like in this podcast to just like some of them just be a card here and there for, for one person or a few people, God, like, Mm-hmm. awesome like that's that's all I want in the world and I just and and truly like exactly what Brittany said that looks different for every single person and that's like that's the freaking beauty of your unique makeup is that you get to make it whatever that looks like and if listening to people talk about their experiences just puts you on a path to start getting curious about yourself to just lean into that. And like, maybe I should look into different kinds of whatever that looks like. Right. And mm-hmm. that's where it starts. That's where the magic starts is like, you get to choose that journey, but like, just be, be open and like, be curious to that too, because, ah, like so much magic comes from that. It's just seriously. And just manifest it. No big deal. Just whatever you decide, just manifest it. Someone will come drop out of thin air, be exactly what you need or whatever it looks like. <laughs> is you don't even have to know that you're manifesting to do it <laughs> you look back <laughs> on it later when you learn what the fuck manifestation even is and you go oh <laughs> I <did. laughs> yes um and the last thing too that we need to we need to mention is that should you realize that part of your process looks like sending erica or i voice memos that is always the right answer yes. <laughs> truly um so uh, well, I'm going to call somebody out really quickly. So Gabby, uh, my, my dear friend, Gabby, who I will say it out loud. Gabby is the person that introduced me to the concept of the natal chart. Okay. <laughs> you have that credit in perpetuity. Gabby. <laughs> You're welcome. 
but she she had sent me a voice memo and Gabby and I like I mean we've sent each other voice memos but not to the extent like in which Erica and I do but she sent me a voice memo and she processed our last episode and her own experiences from that and I was like damn this is so awesome and it's so cool to hear another perspective and so I'm now gonna manifest that and say that anyone who's listening and is thinking and has something to add to the conversation please please do like the 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 door is wide fucking open yeah there is no door (laughs) and we're gonna do some cool things with that eventually maybe we'll have a website if you feel the need to ever submit something anonymously but for right now you're just gonna have to suck it up and share something personal with erica and i and we would love to hear it um don't be shy i swear (laughs) no s words and shy is one of them Yes. No S words. Yes. We, um, this is definitely something that we want to, um, kind of feature moving forward. So there'll be more to come on that and we'll, um, kind of share what that looks like, but our huge goal is to like hear more like of people processing and, you know, reflections. We're all mirrors here. So we learn from <sighs> each other and it's been so awesome to like receive, um, you know, feedback from some people, um, close to us who have been listening and, you know, how it's made them to have even completely different reflections than even the conversation that was had. And it's been so cool. And we just, we want to be more of a part of that. So yeah, share that shit. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) I use bitch as a term of endearment for the record. (laughs) For the record. This is a good one. It was. Okay. Well, I love you so much. I love I'm you. Obsessed with you. <laughs> with you. And, We're obsessed uh, with you too. If you're listening to this, we're obsessed with all of you. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fucking absolutely. And we will talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.